Welcome everyone to the Bolt from the Blue podcast. And I think the season has started right now, guys. Very, very a hard fought but intriguing win uh, against Everton. And once again, just like in the uh, the final of the World Cup, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turned out to be the key influences of uh, Alvarez and, and Foden once again. But anyway, guys, let's we are the champions. <laughs> we are the champions. Mate, you got to get that in. You got to sing it. Come on, mate. You've got the best voice of the three, apparently. We are the champions. That's Mike going back to his choir boy days back in Northern Ireland. That. <laughs> All right. On, let's, let's, uh, these guys obviously have still got the uh, the effects of the Christmas uh, booze in them from the sounds of it. But um, anyway, let's introduce them. We've got Ray. Ray, how's your Christmas been? Oh, it's been all right, mate. It's been all right. I went over to France just before Christmas, come back on Christmas Eve. Uh, initially planned to go for three days and stayed for five. Um, just hired a car, got <laughs> hired this Tesla, so that was quite interesting. Putting your foot down in that, my kid goes faster, faster. He's complaining I wasn't going fast enough. I don't want a ticket over there. Uh, and then uh, come back about three kilos <laughs> heavier than when I left. So I've been working on losing that, and um, it'd have been a a tough Christmas if we'd lost yesterday. It would have been really a real bummer of a Christmas if we'd lost yesterday. But uh, thankfully, obviously, you can tell we won. I'm in good spirits. Mm -hmm. So this is going out as a video on my channel. So we guys have to behave now. Normally, we gesticulate to each other and um, mouth off to each other. But we're going to have to be really... Oh, behave yourself. Burn! Burn it! Burn it! This is supposed to be meant for children, this video. Oh, Winston Churchill can oh, do it. I can do it. Stuff Winston Churchill. Oh, come on, Bernard. You oh, come on, behave yourself. Come on now, you're gonna be 75 this year. <laughs> All right, well, how's Christmas been in the uh, Deneen household? Well, I don't know about Ray putting three kilos on. I found a good way of not putting three kilos on by having the oven conk out halfway through Christmas Day. So, uh, I only ate half the meal. So, there we go. We're, we're pretty much uh, I, I, it's a foolproof way, foolproof way of losing weight. Just let you let your oven element conk out halfway through your turkey. So I ate, yeah. I ate a bit of turkey, the white bits. I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't sure about the pink bits. So yeah, it was all right. It was fine. As, as Ray just said there, the the fact of last night at half time, I, I would have said my Christmas ru Christmas is ruined. But obviously by ninety five minutes, it was fine. Mm -hmm. Well, this was this was a desperate game for us to win. Languishing in the lower re reaches of the uh, of the top four, top five um, guys, but um, we were wondering how it was going. I, I was listening to uh, uh, Ray's and and Bernard's review for this game. It turned out better than I hoped. But let's look at the uh, lineups. And for this, we go to Mr. Bernard Deneen. What did you think, Bernard? Yeah, I got nine, and obviously I had Diaz in my team, so uh, you know. Really, obviously, I probably I'll give myself ten because obviously I had Diaz in that one, but uh, no surprise, of course. Uh, apart from Diaz, I think the big surprise uh, for me was uh, it was it was the one other player that I didn't pick. Oh, yeah, I was going to go with Kovacic rather than Nunes. I just thought in the heat of Goodison, I just thought Kovacic was a better option than Nunes, and probably by the end of the game, I probably thought I might have been right on that one. I don't know what other people think, but anyway, there's two changes to the 
world champions uh, team from Fluminense. Uh, Edison Walker, Stones, Akanji, Aki, Rodri, Nunes, Bernardo, Foden, Grealish and Alvarez. And of course, no Carson on the bench. I don't know whether there's no room for him. I'm not too sure. Ortega, Phillips, Kovacic, Gomez. Gavario, Bob, Sissoho, Lewis and Hamilton. Obviously, no big shock not seeing uh, KDB, uh, Haaland and Doku. We we knew that wasn't going to happen, but it was a, a bit of a surprise. We know Diaz, but apparently he was a bit ill, so perhaps he had a bit bit of pink turkey. Perhaps that was his problem. There was no room at the inn. There was no room at the inn for Scott Carson, <laughs> was there? Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, I want. Uh, I know the. I know the line. Listen, I'm not uh, Pep. I don't want a position to play. Let me do that. Let me do the positions. You were able to see how the formation Ray, well, Ray, worked. Raymond, Raymond, how how were we set up? No idea. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go through. I'll go through the back four for you. You've got uh, Edison in goal. You've got Kyle Walker on the right, captain. You've got. Um, Better game from Car Walker, I think, guys, like yesterday. Yes, overall, overall. But we're better than the previous couple of games. So, we, anyway, Car Walker, you had Stones and Kanji at your centre-backs. Aki, best left-back in the club at left-back. I wonder when Pet will realise this. Rodri in front of him, another mm, iffy game for me. You had Foden in the middle, Grealish out on the left, Bernardo on the right, and Alvarez kind of up top. Does that sound right, Bernard? Yeah, I mean, Alvarez, I don't know. I mean, Alvarez was all over money, really. It was just uh, a floating a floating number nine, I think. Ray, um, what what about the... Um, I'm not going to ask you to name the Everton lineup, but uh, uh, if, there, if there were danger men in there, who were they? Pickford. That was it. I tell you what, the, the danger is when the commentators say a guy's not been involved in the game and the next minute he scores. That's the problem. I mean, Jack Harrison, the, I think the commentators said they've not, not uh, mentioned his name and within about five minutes of that, the old curse of the commentator, well, curse for us anyway, uh, he pops up and gets a goal. But uh, do, you want, do you want the Everton team? I can read it out for yeah. you on the laugh. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, it was uh, it's just the start at 11. I'm not going to do the subs. Uh, Pickford, Patterson... Tarkovsky, Brantwaite, Mikalenko, Anana, Gomez, Garner, Harrison, McNeil, and the Sunday League player called Beto. <laughs> well, uh, guys, uh, again, we're not we're we're not going to go through them name by name, but um, our 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 bench is looking pretty thin these days, Ray. Don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, um, there's no space, as we said, no space for Scott Carson. Our most senior player. There was no creativity on there. There was Kovacic, who's a senior player, let's say, but he's new to the club. Got Gomez on the bench, Mika Hamilton on the bench. Was it Susosu? I can't remember to say that. Aim on the bench. Yeah, Lewis on the bench. These are kids. You've got yeah Hamilton. So you got kids on the bench. Phillips, who you know Pep doesn't want him to be there. Gavajal, who's not been hitting any heights for me. There's, there was not for me anyway, apart from Kovacic. Yeah, he got, he got a lot of praise on social media, Gvardiol, for his performance when he did come on. Yeah, he was all right. But by that stage, we were up. No, no, actually, we weren't up. We, we, we were, that's when Stones, uh, sorry, when Stones got injured. But he was, he, maybe he's better than the other games where he, he's, he's always got, when we talk about players, we say they've got an er error in them. He's got two errors in him, and that's what worries me. He's not our best left back. Um, and to have him, you know, I was disappointed when... Um, do, you but not think, do you not think, obviously, uh, they should have altered it a little bit? Aki and Gvardiol should have played a different role than what yeah. Pep had him playing? 
yeah, I think Aki should have been left back. Gavardiol should have been in the middle. Mm. But the thing is, Gavardiol's, ne- uh, n- I think at City, he's played centre-back once and about 15 games at left-back. So that's where Pep's um, earmarked him for. He's not shown that he can do it. And because he's shoehorning him in as a uh, left-back, it means Aki's been missing out on games, which I think is wrong. Aki's your best left-back. Let Gavardiol fight for the centre-back spot. Now that John Stones is injured, Diaz might might not play against Sheffield United. It would be right for Gvardiol to be there, but it's going to be Nathan Aki. And I know Nathan Aki is a good centre-back. But for me, Gvardiol is the guy who I wanted, you know, to fight over the centre-back spots and let Nathan Aki be the best left-back we've got. Why, why do we have to weaken our side? Look, Pep's got bigger plans. Pep, Pep wants Gvardiol to, I mean, we've seen it, play at left-back, Sometimes bomb it down the wing. Sometimes plays an inverted fullback. He's not good enough to do that. Now, he might be in time. He's only, what, 21 years old. He might be in time, but right now he's not good enough. Right now, I just want to win the league. I don't want to look at anything else. I just want to win that league. I want to be in contention because said it last night. If we win that league title, uh, I said it to Bernard last week, if we win that league title, four on the bounce, no other team is going to do that. Well, Bernard Amir is still alive. I really doubt it. You know, Mike's 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 younger than us. He's still a spring chicken. But I think that's a, a record that you know they, they can't take away from us. And they even though the fans don't want to acknowledge that we're the best team, you know, that centurion side, that formidable side, that treble winning side last season, they don't want to acknowledge it. They can't hide from four uh, titles on the bounce. No one's done it. So I want us. That's what I want from this season. I just wish we could be consistent um, throughout games and throughout the rest of the season. Well, Bernard, let's talk about the first half an hour because even Phil Foden said in an interview after the game that he thought that we played well. He must have been talking about the first half an hour because um, uh, we had good a couple of you know pretty sharp chances. But again, you you felt the narrative coming on again, which is City dominate possession miss their chances, the other team get their first realistic uh, shot on goal, and in it goes. That is what, what actually happened, uh, unsurprisingly. But let's talk about the first uh, 30 minutes and uh, the various chances that um, that went begging. Bernard? I, mean, I, th- I, think, uh, Pickford, I think Pickford used every part of his body in that first uh, 28, 29 minutes before before Everton took the lead. Uh, he was saving stuff from Alvarez. It was, uh, we were actually helping him by hitting shots high and wide, high and handsome, yeah. or not so handsome as Ray pointed out to me before. But uh, there's a double stop from Pickford, wasn't there, on the 14 minutes yeah. where Nunes perhaps should have done better. He tried to place it, which allowed Pickford to get his leg on it. And then, of course, uh, Alvarez following up tried to place it as well. And uh, I don't think Pitford knew too much about that one. It sort of hit his shin and went yeah. and went out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, we were dominating. But I say we should have certainly perhaps put one of those chances away. Uh, Grealish had a couple of toe bungs, you know, he sort of toe bunged it. Alvarez had a... Yeah, I mean, that was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because it, it was like a group of players. He sort of stuck his toe on it, and obviously yeah. uh, Pickford saw it late, but it was a good save. Pick, Pickford's not bad at that sort. As long as it's within a foot or two of him, Pickford will save it. Simple as that. His, yeah. his reflexes are quite good, and he uses his legs a lot, which means if we get players in the box, there's a chance we'll get a, 
a deflection or something falling to us, which did happen, but we just we just didn't hit it home, he, unfortunately. Do you think Nunes should have scored? Because the chance he had... Yeah, yeah he should have done better. Um, yeah. yeah, he should have certainly put... Uh, you know, I, th- I think there's a tendency with City, and we've seen it, we saw it with Gundo and it's successful. We've seen it recently with Rodri, where we're trying to place the ball in the goal. Of course, if Rodri put his laces through that one in... Uh, Istanbul back in June it might not have gone in as it did so there's there's a a point you know there's a way of there's a time to do it and there's a time not to do it and sometimes you've just got got to like Phil Foden just got to give it a whack and uh, of course Nunes hasn't proven to us yet or you know he's not played that many games that he can score that many goals Kovacic is another one he wasn't there but yeah um, he should have done better and then, of course, yeah. I thought Alvarez perhaps could have done better, but he tried to pick his spot and didn't pick it either. So it, it was a, 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 a lot of missed chances. And I think the only chance they had was there was a Gomez free kick that I'd say it was a packed box. And Edison did really well just to basically come through everyone and, and pun- managed to punch it clear. But yeah. that was the only real chance they had until, of course, the 29th minute, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, sh- we should have perhaps put one or two away in that opening opening salvo. Well, let's talk about their goal. I think it was on the 29th minute. And uh, let's go over to Ray, because if uh, if Bernard's speciality, guys, is uh, with lineups and uh, formations and things like that, Ray's speciality is um, forensically dismantling our weaknesses and goals. I get goals against us. So let's talk about it, Ray. I, I just thought we were unlucky, mate, for that goal. We were unlucky. You know, we oh, did not. You disappoint me. Come on. We did nothing wrong, and Everton were brilliant. What a lot of balls it was for that goal! It really Nobody was fooled by that. No one was fooled by that. It Come was, on, Ray. It, it was crap. Look, you let her rip, son. Let her rip. No, you had the ball passed out. It went to Rodri, who couldn't control it, and he's had another poor game for me. Um, uh, he gives it straight away to an Everton player, who very generously, in the spirit of the Christmas season, he gives it back to us. Gives it to Akanji. Uh, Akanji uh, takes a touch, and then. You know, not maybe not a good touch under a bit of pressure. He rattles it out to Bernardo Silva, who's on the touchline, who is kind of falling over. He, he, he tries to control it, nice control, but he slips on his ass. He's off, well, he's on the backside of his ass, so you can guess what he slipped on. Um, and he's lying on the floor, balls still in the in in the on the pitch. Everton come and pick it up. Uh, look, Everton are not a gr- I, not a great team. They've not got a lot of technical ability. They're not a fancy team. So they get the ball, they, they, they knock it forward, and it goes to um, your man. It ends up again with your man Rodri, who's now on the edge of his box. And Rodri, in his wisdom, decides, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take the ball from the edge of my box into my box. So I'm going the wrong way. I've got three men around me, but I'll tell you what, I'll still dribble it around in the box. He stumbles over, he, he cries foul. Ref don't give it. McNeil takes the ball, goes down the line, cuts it back, and we've got two, basically two against two. We've got Harrison at the near post, nobody near him. Johnny Stones in between two players, and I can't remember who was at the far post, probably Aki at the far post, saying in the middle of the goal, marking really nobody. So um, Harrison has a chance to slot it home past Edison, and he does. Um, Shocking, shocking Shocking. Rodri, shocking twice. Akanji, shocking. Bernardo Silva, sorry, mate. You know, some people said, just let it go. Just let it go. You're not going to be able to control it. You know, all he did was, um, he did great control 
and then he was out of the game. He was on the floor. So he's basically giving it back to Everton and say, go on, have another go. I mean, Everton was so poor that they kept giving it back to us. And we were so poor that we said, no, come on, Everton. It's, you know, have some turkey on us. Come and score. We're the turkeys. We were the turkeys uh, yesterday. Uh, it was dreadful. But you can't be surprised. You know, you cannot be surprised. We cannot keep clean sheets. You you can't be, be, be fooled by the two clean sheets we kept at the Club World Cup against poor opposition. Um, we are very, very, I don't use the word again, poor, but we are. We're, we're terrible at, um, at conceding goals to teams who have one chance. I think we're great at conceding goals, actually. All right, well, yeah, you know, I understand. Yeah, we're great at conceding goals. We're great at our generosity is our fault at the moment. And, you know, we I've, I've been asking, I've said if, if we can stop that, we'll win the league. But we can't stop it. We're creating enough chances. We're, we're not clinical enough. That's an issue. And we, we're too generous to the teams. Um, and we just need to sort that out. But we've been saying that for four or five months and we haven't sorted it out. And we don't look like we're going to sort it out. So... You know, uh, hey, as I said, as we've said, we're just glad we won and we just move on from that. Bernard, what was your take on that goal? I mean, again, it was the immutable law of the ex Jack Harrison scores against us uh, from across from uh, McNeil, who apparently we were interested in, in, in at one stage. But what was your take on that goal? Uh, are you going to be as um, as uh, unkind as uh, Mr. Unkind. Bubbles? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ray's spot on. We we brought about our own downfall. Edison didn't have a lot, of, you know, nothing much Edison could do with that one because he shouldn't have even got to that state. But uh, I did laugh at Rodri. I mean, the first thing he did when he went in was turn to the referee and ask what about the foul. I mean, as I said, uh, it must be the ghost of Christmas past tripped him up. But I'm not too <laughs> sure because there's there's no one no one within a yard of him when it, when he fell over. But what the hell he was doing, just moving back into our own 18 yard box. This is. Um, <clears throat> the world's greatest defensive midfielder. He should be going the other way. He shouldn't he should be going back. He should be going the other way. But perhaps he got perhaps he a bit too much turkey, a bit too much uh, champagne over Christmas, and he was a bit a bit uh, a bit dizzy. But I can't disagree with what Ray said. It was, it was with the architects of our own downfall. It's happened far too often. And of course, teams like Everton, you know, fortunately it happened. If it happened at the start of the second half, they might have clung on to it, Everton. But fortunately, it sort of happened. At a, I know it's never a good time to let a goal in, but at least at least we had a half to to remedy things. But we, it was shocking. It was shocking defending. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing great from Everton there. They just took advantage, and all credit to him for doing that. But uh, yeah, I'd have to. I, I can't disagree with Ray. It was just shocking defending. And this was greeted by an almighty roar. From the uh, the Everton faithful, it was the first time we heard him once. I mean, they lasted five minutes and then we never heard him again. That's it. this this myth that the commentators go on about Goodison Park and the atmosphere. It's absolute garbage. I mean, Liverpool and Everton get have a reputation, but Everton have got a crap. You know, they've got a little compact ground there. That ground should be bouncing like you know yeah. Luton, uh, Sheffield United tend to do at their grounds, the little grounds, and it's not. I mean, it's a fallacy. There's no atmosphere at Everton. They, they, they got to go. Right, they were lively for five minutes, you know. But you think they were at it all game. All you could hear was the City fans. You know, we went quiet for a, a few minutes after the goal went in, which we're bound to. But no, it, it's a fallacy. I mean, the Everton fans' atmosphere. Forget it. I mean, some of the songs the City fans were singing right from the start, right from the start. And I think I heard one. We know what we are. We know what we are. Cheating bastards. We know what we are. <laughs> 
So I, I, that was kind of self-deprecating humour. I thought it was quite quite nice. It was quite um, funny. I mean, I'm, look, I'm looking at, I mean, there's black and white photos of that handball from Rodri on social media just to get away from what we're talking yeah. about. But, you know, they must be in black and white. It was that long ago now. But, you know, I mean, do they realise who, who that helped stop? I mean, at the end of the day, they had to, they had to score the penalty. At the end of the day, it's nothing to say we couldn't have gone up the other end and scored again. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's funny because do you know who it stopped winning the title that, that year, that that get that win? Uh, their neighbours, Liverpool, and they're still crying over it. I mean, you know, right, they're not as bad as the as the other scousers across the road, but they're, they're not far short. Well, Ray, I don't know. I might have to pull you up on that one because I, from my ear, it was not we know who we are. Cheating baskets and everything. I, I thought it was you know who you are, uh, uh, refer, re referring to their points deduction, which which is you know obviously terribly ironic. Uh, right, given maybe, 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 yeah. maybe that's, I mean, maybe that the irony is what we talk about, isn't it? And a lot yeah. of clubs don't have it, do they? A lot of other clubs uh, don't seem to get City's iron, ironic chances. Yeah. You know, they say you know. I, I remember the you know even the. The, the the banner I saw an Arsenal fan commenting about that banner that time that we had in the stand about being the best team in all the land and all the world yeah. and obviously it was obviously back in 2017. So I mean it doesn't matter. We were singing that when we were in the, the depths of the yeah, second yeah. The second division. It, it's called irony and a lot of fans they go on about banter, but a lot of these fans don't don't know what it is. I mean perhaps it's all the foreign fans. I'm not too sure. There's plenty of English based fans just don't get it either, including United, of course. It's entitled fans. Welcome to Manchester things. Yeah, they're in. It's the it's the entitled clubs, the entitled fans, um, who haven't got two brain cells between them, and you know they don't get it. They just they don't get City. That's why City are different. City are different. The the fans are a bit different. Look, look at us three weirdos. City fans are a little bit different, and <laughs> bases just don't get it. They're they're, they're bonkers. We're we're just different. Like Lampard, I mean Frank Lampard, we call him a city legend. Chelsea fans go mad. Get, get a grip! I mean, it's just a bit of fun, guys. You know, David Seaman, city legend, city legend, David Seaman. You know, anybody if they play just two, Patrick Vieira, city legend. You know, anybody they 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 constitute a city city legend. Anyway, we've got off off track a little bit, Mike. What we're just talking mentioned a loud roar from the Everton fans. Didn't you? Well, anyway, listen. Before we go on to talk about the the man of glass, as he as he is constantly uh, referred to, uh, would it be fair to say, Bernard, that um, the goal energized Everton? No. <laughs> Not really. You don't think so? I did. I thought there was an extra spring in there. I don't think it particularly energised us. It energised the crowd, as I said, for about five minutes, and then they went back to normal. But uh, no, it didn't. I mean, I just, I just felt that we needed to get in at half time, one nil down. I just, I just felt nothing much was happening. You know, there's no um, pounding of chests and Walker wasn't going around individually and slapping everyone on the face to get them going and slapping that World 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 Cup badge. Um, I just felt we needed to get it half time one nil down and go from there. Well, let, let me try again, Ray. Would it be fair to say that Jack Harrison almost had a second one? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. from a corner. Um, is that the one Edison punched out? I can't remember now. Yeah, he's um, sort of a bit De Gea-esque. I used to criticise De Gea because he used to die to his left, but use his die to his right, but yeah. use his left hand. Yeah. Um, and the, as a goalkeeper, my instinct is to use my right hand if I'm going it's to my right, or left hand if I'm going to my left. And of course, uh, as Mike was trying to point out, and I missed it, didn't I? Oh, sorry, Mike. Uh, yeah, they had a crack. It was cracking, you know, from from when he 
hit it. You thought it might be a goal, this, but Edison flung to his to his right and with his left hand uh, managed to put it over the bar. But uh, so that that sort of it did galvanise him to have another goal. But that, I think that was about it. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed, we all we always sometimes complain about Pep not making substitutions, but um, if memory serves, we had to make one before half time. Yeah. Did we not win? Yeah, yeah, Johnny Stones. And this was a moment of huge controversy, actually. Well, yeah, look, John John Stones, we find, you know, apparently his uh, favourite band is Blondie. You know that? John Stones' favourite band is Blondie. I knew knew he was going to say that. Heart of Glass. Heart of of Glass, his body should be body of glass. Well, body of glass. He's he's another Chris Stanley Richards. Um, Look, it was an off, it was a pass through. Um, Again, we were at sixes and sevens. And um, was it Beto or whoever was going through, the, or whoever the fellow was offside? Uh, that's the main thing. I don't think it was Beto, <laughs> but anyway, whoever, whoever it was, McNeil, I'm not too sure. Yeah, whoever it was going through, he was offside. Now, it wasn't offside by much, but he was offside. People thought maybe it's an offside that the linesman could have called. Uh, anyway, John Stones, um, he, to his credit, he did really well to get back and get a tackle in. He fell down on, on Stones. Immediately, he was he was he was falling on stones. Uh, st- you could see stones wincing, uh, holding his ankle. Uh, his ankle had gone. I thought I was hoping he just you know sprained it. It'll be all right. But by the signs of things, it's a little bit worse than that. Um, I, in Pep's press conference, he didn't you know he said I don't know, but I think I read somewhere somewhere else that it, it looks bad. Uh, Pep uh, is on prime. Pep said uh, it looks bad. It's his ankle. And uh, by the looks of things, by my, it's just a feeling. Uh, uh, that's bad manners. That bringing bringing the uh, songs into it. Um, just a feeling that he's going to be out for a little while. It could be li- ligament damage, uh, and I think if it is, it could be out for several weeks. Into the second half we go. It was kind of night and day, as far as I could see. I I I I didn't know what happened at halftime. I don't know what Pep said to them. Um, it just looked at looked like every one of them had like necked bottles of Red Bull. Um, but uh, there was a huge uh, uh, shift in the way things were going, Bernard, in the second half. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think I think Rodri had a, a reasonable chance, and I thought I think he passed the ball to the City fans in the corner. It was that that far wide. It was pretty awful. But of course, uh, we didn't have too long to wait. Did we? But we needed someone. We needed someone to step up. Whether you know, in the, in the old days, we had KDB. In old days, uh, you know, in the old days, we had Gundo. We had these guys who could step up, and, and we needed someone like Foden. There was probably no one else on the pitch with that, uh, you know, quality time served, if you like, to actually step up. And Foden, Foden did, of course. It was about eight eight minutes in, was it? And and we looked as though we were dangerous down the right. Grealish wasn't getting much ball on the other other wing, and we started to start playing down the right pretty well with Bernardo down there. And of course, uh, that magic moment. I mean, we've been blasting over the bar for most of the game, or hitting hitting old Mister Pickford in the goal. But it was a creative space. It was a space he created as well to get the shot in. It well, it's just the, just the way he, he just it's sublime. He's just sublime. He just moves it, moves it. Lets the ball move. Sometimes he lets the ball do the work. Sometimes he gives it a little nudge. You know, like like an artist, he moves it to his left. And Pickford is obviously going back to his right, trying to cover, trying to cover. Uh, obviously, not cover the angle. If he stayed near his near post, he would have been criticised. So he's probably right to do do that at that stage. He was probably going. Back more into the middle of his goal, Foden didn't mess about. He just, he just saw that, moved it to his left beautifully, 
and struck it superbly. And you just saw it, you just knew it was going in. I mean, from of course, from different angles, it looked even more spectacular from, from the angle that we saw it. I also it sort of went into the middle of the net for me, from where obviously from the camera angle, the, the normal camera angle. But he Pickford had no chance. Pickford had no chance of getting back to his left. Uh, sublime. Uh, he smacked it, he put his foot through it, he didn't place that one. He put his foot <laughs> through it and uh, we're back in the game quite deservedly so eight minutes into the second half. Yeah, Ray, in the last few games, it really has been chiefly uh, Foden, but also uh, Alvarez that are like, uh, you know, making an impact for us. Uh, would you agree with that? If you take the Club World Championship aside, Alvarez hasn't made a good enough impact on the last few games because he's not been scoring. It's been very disappointing. Uh, but Foden, he's 23 years old, you know, uh, he's age-wise, he's still a young kid. Pep said he's got a lot to learn, he's still a young kid and all that. But like Bernard said, time served. He's been here for a long time. He's been here with that first team for six years now. And that longevity means he's a senior player. He really is a senior player. And his stature should be that of a senior player. He should be the one. We've got no Gundogan to, to rescue us. We've got no Mares to rescue us. We've got no KDB. And in moments and times like this, we need someone to step up. As Bernard said, it was one of those three players or two of them would step up in clutch moments and, and, and make a difference. It's Foden's turn. Foden has to make that transition from being in our bosoms as a you know homegrown talent, a precocious talent, to someone who's delivering on a consistent basis. He And that will also ensure that he's in the first team all the time when KDB's back. Can you imagine having KDB and Foden as your attacking midfielders? Wow. And Haaland up top, Doku on the left, Bernardo on the right. I'm salivating already. It would be... No, but it's true. Foden, at his best, is the one of the best technical English players in the country, at his best. Uh, and he's doing stuff that really nobody else can do. Even that Bellingham, who's he? Foden can play at a level that no one else can, I don't think, can touch. But he's not doing it consistently enough. And I just wish this season is that springboard for him to show us what he's got all the time. I want to see what he's got all the time, not some of the time. Okay, uh, Bernard, what happened after that then? Well, Galvan, you know, you're on about galvanising a team like it did briefly for Everton. It, it galvanised us, of course. We continued playing down that right-hand side, which seemed to be where we were being pretty successful. And I, I thought we'd almost had another one very, very shortly after on 54 minutes when the ball sort of trundled along the, the goal line, didn't it? I think Alvarez got the cross in. Uh, I wasn't sure if a defender got a touch or Foden, but it's sort of you know it's one of those that uh, I remember that old uh, movie with Roger Rabbit where he was a steamroller coming towards him and it was all dead slow and the, the ball just seemed to to trundle along that line and obviously go the wrong side side of the post. So that was close, of course, uh, to that. But it, again, it wasn't that much later, was it? I think uh, Kanji got himself a, a foul, didn't he? He got himself a booking for a foul that he done three minutes earlier because City had had the ball that much and were trying to attack the referee hadn't had a chance to book him and then of course the 62 minute uh, you know one that's upset everybody you know the, the handball incident which at, at the end of the day by, by the laws of the game it, it's handball it's as simple yeah. as that the referee all credit to the linesman I think the linesman uh, convinced the referee to give it I don't, I don't think the referee was overly convinced about it but the linesman was uh, the referee give it and VAR saw no reason to overrule the decision and you know it's not right it's not fair but that's how it is uh, suck it up talk about that Ray yeah it's a penalty it's handball 
Um, you know, we uh, I can't remember who had the first shot. Oh, um, wait a minute, Ray. Wait a minute, wait. Jamie Carricker, the great Jamie Carricker, said that it was just too close. Ah, screw him. Um, by the by, the rules of the current game, um, he made himself uh, bigger than he should have been by having his arm out there. Um, Looking, was it a handball for me? I wouldn't have given it. You know, if if I was if I was allowed to use my own uh, common sense, I wouldn't have given it. But the uh, rules are: he's made himself bigger. He might have only been two yards away. Tough titty. That's it. You know, um, that's the way it is. Um, you know, you can you can you can cry about it. Same as that offside. You know, when John Stones got injured, the laws of the game are set up. The way we have to, the the, the officials have to interpret them is isn't good enough. Some of the laws aren't good enough. That handball law isn't right. It doesn't feel right. It isn't right. Um, and it, it, that's across the board. So, but you've got to play within the rules as they set out. You might not like them, you know, but you've got to play with them. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was, see, it was that, very that was playing within the rules. You think about that Arsenal handball against Liverpool, that was just incompetence by the, the referee in the VAR. I mean, you know, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people are comparing last night to that. There's not, you know, it's a totally different thing. It's not the same sort. It's actually interpretation and, and, and useless refereeing, useless VAR. Last night, they, they did what they're supposed to do for me. Bernard, let's talk about the penalty. It was a weird yeah. penalty, and uh, when you strike them down the middle, you're taking a chance of of um, of of the the leading uh, the. Uh, leg blocking it, the goalkeepers dive and they leave their legs in the middle um, but um, Alvarez obviously seemed to know what he was doing, I don't know what you think about those kinds of penalties um, but it, it was a weird one wasn't it? I don't think he was aiming to hit it down the middle <laughs> I think he I think he was aiming to hit it the opposite direction to where, where Pickford went I'm not convinced Alvarez was aiming to for that spot as a goalkeeper, I mean, I've done it myself. I used to be all right at saving penalties. I used to be pretty good at it. I don't know why. Perhaps because I'm a big guy and I, I sort of always sort of try to suss out, go one way. But you leave your legs there, and sometimes if you leave your legs there and they do hit it towards the middle, you can, you can kick it clear. And of course, Pickford, I think his legs move that fast. He's, he's, he's like a, you know, he's, he's, he's a fidget, isn't he? He's like, I remember, is it Howard who used to play for United? Is it Tourette's or some sort of thing? And Pickford always. Uh, I always think he's got something similar because he's always very hyperactive, and I think I think his legs were doing like a scissor kick as he dived to his right. Uh, perhaps if he'd been a bit <laughs> a bit less uh, less movement, he might have been able to kick it out. But I'm not convinced Alvarez wanted to put it there. Um, I think he's trying for. I think he was trying for the, the left hand side, so it would have looked a bit better. But uh, he will take it. It's hard enough that, of course. Was, uh, at the time, it looked as though he, he might have actually saved it, but obviously it physically went through him and into the net. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I'm never overly confident with Alvarez's penalties. I don't think he's took a good one, from what I remember, from watching his penalties. He always seemed to be sneaking in or just about getting in with Alvarez. So uh, that is a problem. Perhaps we should have just brought Phillips on for the, for the penalty, shouldn't we, a couple of minutes before. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we would have had to suffer him for another 30 minutes or so then, wouldn't we? So that probably, uh, not that on the edge. But uh, yeah, I'm not convinced he meant to put it in the middle. I think he meant to put it to the keeper's left and which would have looked better. But uh, yeah, wow. it went in. Simple as that. Ray, there was some debate about who, uh, well, some debate anyway, about who would uh, take the, the penalty in the absence of uh, Holland. Um, 
uh, was there was there any, any ever any doubt in your mind about who was going to take well, that? Thank God Walker didn't step up. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Walker might pull rank because um, look, I, I, I whinged about it yesterday. Walker's taking shots, crosses. He can't do either of them. Why are you bothering? It's an absolute waste of time. We've lost all our penalty takers. You know, Gundogan's gone. Um, Haaland's injured. Uh, then Phillips is on the bench. Myers, who would have stepped up, he's he's gone. But really, there was only... I thought only two players could have taken that penalty. Alvarez and Rodri. I thought Rodri might... I was hoping Rodri would step up and take it because he's in my fantasy team. And I'm, I tell you what, guys, I do need the points uh, this week. Based on last night, mate, I wouldn't put any money on Rodri scoring. <laughs> but no, Alvarez got lucky. I mean, I think it was, you know, probably the right call to have Alvarez. He got lucky with that. Uh, I thought he was trying to hit it down the middle, personally. Um, he was, was going to let Pickford dive out of the way. Um, I much prefer a uh, place to pick a corner, hit it in tight into the corner, and still trying to send the goalkeeper the wrong way. But he got he got lucky, got lucky, and um, I just think we we carried on moving forward from there. Everton, the heads dropped a little bit. I think definitely they dropped a little bit um, once we were two one up, and then we we really took control of the game for most of the game. Apart from that, Carvel Lewin chance. We were pretty much in control, and we were we were strutting our stuff. We had that swagger back, the swagger that you associate with with City. We had it back, we, and um, well, let, let's you know, just say as well, guys. I mean, the conditions were awful for good oh, football. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we play some nice football in in awful awful weather conditions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, as we've alluded to um, uh, earlier, oh, Bernardo came. Um, on the 86th minute and put the gloss on it, but between uh, our second and uh, the 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 third goal, any magic moments uh, or or things for you to talk about? I mean, there were substitutions. Obviously, uh, Nunes um, came off and and um, Kovacic came on. Uh, they made a double substitution as well. I think it was Michael Keane and uh, somebody else. But um, what about from the second goal? To the third goal, uh, Bernard. Anything stand out for you? Oh, apart from what Ray mentioned there, the Calvert uh, Calvert Lewin thing, where he, I think, Akanji did enough just to put him off. But uh, you know that could have been two too. That, that you know Ed Edison couldn't have done much about that one. Yeah. Uh, we allowed him to get down the right and the cross to come in. Uh, I think Akanji for once he had an awful first half. Akanji, but for what he played a lot better, like we all did. We all played better in the second. half. All the team played better in the second half. Uh, he did enough to put him off. Uh, I think I think Grealish got. Got booked when he got fouled. I think, I think McNeil was it. I mean, I think McNeil was fouling him. Then Grealish got booked. So I, I can understand why I was a little bit upset at the end of the game. I think he, he was getting a bit a bit wound up. Grealish wants to like Roger with his discipline. Grealish just can't do what he used to do. Just laugh it off, mate. He's he's getting far too serious now, uh, Grealish. But uh, yeah, he managed to get himself booked even though he'd been fouled. So there you go. That's par for the course. Uh, I don't think he should have been booked. Simple as that. Um, but perhaps should have been booked for having a whinge, which he, he tended to do last night. But yeah, there was nothing really. Um, two, uh, I did predict 2-1. So I, I was reasonably happy with hold on for 2-1, apart from uh, a little bit of uh, magic, as, as you say, Ray's already touched upon it. So we'll go back to Ray, I think, for that, will we? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing else happened until that uh, goal. You know, as I said, we were swaggering it around. Uh, Pickford, he was trying to clear 
cleared the ball, but he was he held on it for too long. He was way out wide to the left. And I think it was Alvarez who made a nuisance of himself. It ricocheted off, off Alvarez, went to Branthwaite, who didn't control it. He, he was a bit of Rodri-esque uh, bit of control from uh, Branthwaite. And Bernardo Silva, just from miles out, just uh, chipped it over um, Pickford into the goal. It was a fantastic goal. I think Bernard and me talked about it on my, my show earlier on. As who else? Uh, the City team could have finished like that. I think it was only uh, Bernardo or Foden would have had that impishness that imp- to, 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 and, the, and the technical skill to score like that. Impudence, that's the word I was looking for, mm-hmm. to, to, to knock it in like that. It was a cracking finish and um, it probably summed up our second half performance because we, overall in that second half, we were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, there was an interesting uh, comment uh, on the BBC. I think uh, the the commentary section, you know, when you have the minute by minute and you've got various listeners chiming in from time to time, giving their comments. And uh, one of them said, um, uh, this is uh, ominous because the longer the season goes on, um, City get more dangerous uh, and uh, their injuries start to kind of like heal themselves. And pointed out something that I didn't realise, that at this stage, last season, we were eight points off the top. Um, it's less than that now. Uh, Bernard, looking at the league table uh, now, um, what are your thoughts uh, about... Because, you know, um, January and, and even February too, there are not that many daunting <laughs> games, if if any at all, maybe. Possibly, I, I hesitate to say Chelsea, but uh, the 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 uh, the other teams we're playing are, are sort of like mid-table or lower-table, uh, very very winnable games. Even if you're not quite at uh, the top of your game, how do you see it? I think the sobering thought at the moment is because obviously I look at what we've been doing against the, the teams this year as opposed to last team, rather than we're eight points behind or we're five points behind, uh, and we're actually on on. Uh, it's like an election. This we're on course to get a maximum if things pan out as they did last season against the same team. Seventy-seven points. That's what we're on course to get as compared mm. to last season. If the results against the teams carry on as they did, as they done now, because we're minus twelve points overall against competition. So that's not great. That would have got us third spot last year. That's not going to win the league, is it, Ray? 77 no. points. So no, no. which means we're going to have to go to places like Newcastle, get a win as opposed to a draw. We're going to have to go to places like Anfield and Tottenham and get results. And this, this is the thing. So I'm more, I'm still confident. Of course, yeah, we're City fans. We can do anything. But, you know, it's just a, just a little bit of an undercurrent there. We've got to be very careful. We can't afford to drop any points against rubbishy teams. Simple yeah. as that. We can't. And we need to pick up points against the good teams. Uh, and otherwise, we won't win the league. It's as simple as that. I mean, the, the, the stats are there. The, you know, we can play with stats all you like. But um, I'm confident. Of course, I'm confident. Of course, we can get these injuries back. We've lost Stones now. And I can't, between now and the end of the season, of course, Stones is going to repair again. But, you know, it, we've lost Stones. We've got other players to come back. And we've got we've got a decent squad. And teams like Liverpool, for, I'm not watching them, but from reading reports and stuff, they're not playing well. They're not playing that well. Arsenal aren't playing that well. They're getting results. So, yeah, I am confident, but we have to put, you know, we have to just look at it and say we're going to have to uh, really fight the fight and and get a little bit of luck um, and and actually do well for this second half because we're up to game 19, aren't we, on Sheffield United. That's halfway through the season. So we're going to have to uh, 
to to do it, and we're gonna to have to work hard, and we can because we're, we're the champions of the world. And I I, I don't <laughs> want to give up this treble easily. I don't want to give up the FA Cup. I don't want to give up the Champions League. I don't want to give up the league title without a fight. And hopefully, from that second half, you know, we've said it before, we've had false dawns, of course, and from that second half last night, the the lads know it, the players know it, Pep knows it. They've got that badge on the shirt now, and we've got to go on from here. Oh my gosh, that really that really, really annoyed Liverpool fans that we were able to put that on for the rest of the season and they didn't get the chance to do that. Um, but, uh, well, that I, assume, I assume we can wear it for two... I assume we can wear it till 2025, can't we? Uh, no, I think so. Yeah. You yeah. um, know. Ray, let's talk about uh, the other results in and around the top. Uh, anything surprise you, cause you to raise an eyebrow behind those uh, famous dark sunglasses? <laughs> Um, not really. I mean, uh, yesterday's results surprised that Chelsea managed to beat Palace. Um, <laughs> Chelsea not been that good. Um, Wolves spanked Brentford by four goals to one. That was a bit of a, a surprise for I think for most people that wouldn't have expected uh, that. They expected maybe a tighter game. Uh, Newcastle losing at home to Forest. That was a surprise to me because Newcastle have got such a fantastic home record. Uh, Bournemouth beating Fulham, expected. Luton winning at Sheffield United, very good. Liverpool beating Burnley, uh, expected. Man United coming back from 2-0 down to beat Villa. Villa were, I don't think Villa were that good on the day. Two fortunate goals and there were two lackadaisical, two... Rasmus, 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 Rasmus. <laughs> they were too like they were, reminded me of City. You know, you get up two goals up and you start coasting it, and that's what Villa were doing, um, making far too many mistakes and uh, giving United too many opportunities. The see, United are shit. Let's <laughs> let's not be about the bush, okay? But they're only six points behind us. Yes, we've got a game in hand. They've got a negative goal difference. That's how bad they are. And they're only six points behind us. That's how shoddy we've been. And it's not it's not a good it's not a good quality league this year, is it? No, no. But I mean, look, I look at three. I still go. I harp on about this, and I will harp on it about the, at the end of the season. If we win it, I say we could have won it by even more. If we don't win it, I'll look at these three games: the two-two draw with the Crystal Palace, the three-three draw with Spurs, and the four-four draw with. Um, Chelsea letting teams score in Liverpool. We should have won that, but I, I can I can accept that. I can't accept the other three. I can't accept the other three. You should not be letting four goals in against Chelsea. You should not be letting three goals in against Spurs. You after leading two 0 you should not be letting two goals in against Palace. It, you know, ifs, buts, and maybes. But we should be on top of the table. We should be on top of the table right now, one point clear with a game in hand over Liverpool. And it would be ominous for everybody then. Everybody would just, you know, would be looking at the other positions. Our goal difference would be about 10 better off than anybody else. And we'd be not coasting to the title, but cruising to the title. You know, we, we could afford to drop points. Right now, we can only get to 97 points. If we win all our remaining 20 games, we get 97 points. I've said 90 points is... If we'd got 90 points, we'd win the league this season. And I don't think we're going to do that. I can't see us not dropping at least seven points. You know, this talk of being on 85. 85 points is going to be close. You know, it's going to be neck and neck if we only get 85 points. So, you know, I think we've got to... we just got to win our next two or three league games. That will give us that impetus. That will give us that momentum. And hopefully, as players come back, we can carry that forward for the rest of the season. 
Indeed, indeed. Okay, so uh, Bernard, what can you tell us about our next opponents? Yeah, well, uh, they got a good result at Villa well, last week. Uh, <laughs> they did okay there. Sheffield United, of course. Uh, I think it's Wilder back in charge now. Wilder, Wilder there now. I think he took over, didn't Is he? That, um, Deontay Wilder, the, the guy who lost to Tyson Fury. <laughs> so, I mean, they had a good result against... Yeah, uh, against, uh, off my joke with just a casual... Yeah. Sorry, mate. Go on, say again. I missed that one. <laughs> I'm just wondering if the manager of Sheffield United isn't... You mentioned it's Wilder, right? Yeah. Like Deontay Wilder, the guy who lost against Tyson Fury for the World Boxing Championship. Well, well I missed it because it wasn't really funny. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with like Ray's constant, you know, dad jokes, but it's oh, not working. I, I, when Mike. I put the video, I'm going to have a mic drop for that. I'm going to have a <laughs> mic drop. It's not just a, a look at that. What a play listen, on words. Listen, anyway, let's, get back, let's get back to Mr. Wilder's Sheffield United. The, they played 19. They've got nine points. <laughs> so uh, not great. The bottom of the league. I mean, the, 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 it'll be an accomplishment to get out of the bottom spot. Let's face it. With teams like Luton on a bit of a roll, Everton will be okay eventually. Uh so it's going to be, but what we have to do, of course, is beat them. It's as simple as that. And we, we might still not have uh, Harlan, Doku, uh, certainly not KDB. Of course, we've not got Stones now. But that team that obviously finished the game against Everton uh, should be well capable of beating Sheffield United. But it won't be an easy game. But, I mean, I was, I was quite funny, actually. I've just looked at Andy Morrison's prediction for this, and it was City 6, Sheffield United 1. So, yeah, on, it's going to be wild with that one with Mr Wilder. But, uh, yeah, Sheffield United, if we, if we, <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? If we don't win this, then we don't deserve anything, do we? We don't deserve to win the league. Uh, oh, no disrespect to Sheffield United. We should we should murder them. Simple as that. And of course, then we've got a rest then, haven't we? So we can get some of these injured players back uh for you know over the next two or three weeks. Because uh, of course we've got the FA Cup up next. So we should be capable of uh, moving on and defending our trophy in that one. So yeah. Uh let's let's get Sheffield done first. Oh, okay. Let's move on to the just the final section now. And um we're we're gonna call this um final comments slash AOB or any other business uh, to talk about. Uh, Ray, anything, anything that you want to pontificate about? No? It's just we're it's just we're playing football. We've won the World Club Championship. You know, we probably won't buy any players in January. We've just got this injury to Stones. I think probably we've covered most of the important stuff that's out there. Mm -hmm. Pepsi, uh -huh. did you know that? There you go. That's your any other business. Pep said after we won the World Club Championship that he's done it all at City now. So why why can't he leave? He didn't say why can't he leave. But I'm just saying that he said <laughs> he's done it all now. He's won everything at City. He's completed the circle. He's got the set. He's got everything. So what's the point of him staying now at City? That's my question to I, you. I had to laugh when watching looking looking through Ray's videos on his channel, and uh, he's um he's talking about. Uh, Echeverry, right? The 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 new signing, and also Finley Gorman, and there's Ray, you know, and he's he's like um he's done his research, he's watched the YouTube videos, and he's like um bigging up their their fantastic dribbling ability, and yet Ray, you're the one that says that Pep will just coach that out of them. Well, he'll coach out of them, no doubt, but that's the next manager because Pep's going, Pep's going at the end of the year. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. It's a bombshell. <laughs> Now he's going to say to the end of his contract. He's going to say to the end of his oh. contract. 
but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll, see we'll see after an hour. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have based on what, what Ray's saying about Pep, I, I think Pep winning this World Cup thing has galvanised him. I'm not saying he's galvanised the team, but he's, he's, he's rightly proud of this gold badge, Pep. I think Pep loves it. And I think Pep isn't, doesn't want to let this, as I say, we're going, we're going about it, this treble go too easily now. He, he's going to expect more from his players. And we saw a little bit of that in the second half yesterday, Pep. But he's going to have to find ways to cope as well. That's the problem. We've not really touched upon it. Of course, of course Pep's groomed stones for this position, hasn't he, that he loves him to play. In. He's not going to have stones that often this season, I don't think, now. Or the yeah. No, and and even if he does, he'll probably play three or four games and be he's he's all he's all Vinnie company at the end of his career with City. He's he's gonna play three or four games and then be back on the back burner again because he's got a problem. And Pep's gonna need to sort that out. He's gonna need to, to get a player who can play that stones role or change how he plays. Also, he's gonna have to get a player to to play that Rodri role. Because you know, if Rodri is tiring and getting a little bit worn out this season. He needs someone in that role as well. So Pep's got a lot of work to do, and he's got. A, but he's, uh, so I think he's, he'll be keen to do that work and find a way around it. And as I say, we need we need cover for Rodri. We need to change the system, or Pep needs to do something defensively. We need to improve. We're going to need yeah. to improve for the rest of the season. So Pep Pep's not going anywhere at this point in time. He's got a lot of work to do. Uh, he wants to keep that badge on, which we can for a couple of years uh, until 2025 at least. And Pep might no longer be with us. But uh, no, I don't think Pep's going anywhere. And hopefully Pep's Pep's uh, joy, and that's what it is, I think, at the moment with Pep, looking at him, looking at the body language, his joy is going to be put onto the players, and they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to work even harder for the next uh, four or five months. And uh, I look forward to that. Well, guys, I mean, it was. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, this uh, the podcast the, the the title of the season starts now, particularly because um, we haven't mentioned it, but it was quite heart heartwarming when we we're talking about Pep there, him coming onto the pitch and grabbing um, Phil Foden and pointing to him and uh, showing him off to the crowd and everything. That uh, that that did us uh, did us a lot of good. So um, hopefully the season really does start here. But I think we'll finish off. That'll do us for. For, for this one. So uh, thanks to uh, Ray and Bernard for their uh, amazing contributions, although they didn't appreciate, you know, some fine nuanced humour from me in there. But anyway, guys, we'll finish up in the normal way and say, have one on us. And up the blues. Up the World Cup winning blues. <laughs>